Welcome to It Starts Within, a podcast from Platinum Performance, where we'll dive into the health challenges faced by veterinarians and horse owners alike. Join us for inspiring stories about the latest advancements in equine care, treatments, and comebacks. You'll hear interviews with elite competitors, innovative researchers, and the veterinarians that devote their lives to horses and the humans that love them. At Platinum Performance, we know the power of nutrition starts within. Hello, everyone. This is Jessie Bengoa, and today on the podcast, we have a really special guest. Uh, She's a longtime friend of ours at Platinum and someone who embodies the holiday spirit, but all year long with her work. And that's my friend Dina Little, founder and president of the absolutely amazing Storybook Farm in eastern Alabama. Uh, Dina is a visionary, um, and she's so full of energy. She's sunshine, and that's what she brings to the kids at Storybook Farm by way of the horse, uh, as well as so many other incredible animals and programs that she and her team have developed and bring to these kids that are part of the farm. So meet Dina. Hi, Dina. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure and a delight to be here. Amazing. Well, the pleasure is all mine. And we really want to dig into Storybook um, because Storybook Farm has, it's captivated us at Platinum for years now. And the farm itself, it's been around for over 20 years. And it really focuses on bringing brightness to the childhoods of children who they've experienced trauma, perhaps. They've dealt with learning disabilities. They're on the spectrum, perhaps. Um, They may have chronic health conditions, and the list kind of goes on. Um, These are special kids, and they deserve joy. And Dina and her team deliver that in spades in a very lasting way. So, Dina, um, you are the one that should be introducing us to this farm. So please introduce us to Storybook Farm and the program, if you would, so our friends listening can get a glimpse of, of what you all do and the impact that you make. Well, I think that you did a great job. In fact, we could hire you permanently for our PR positions. Um, you did a great job of describing what Storybook is and at the heart of our program is children and building healthier and brighter futures for them and all centered around the horse. And it's striking to me, uh, Platinum's philosophy and, and your you know your tagline, it all starts within. And that's exactly what it is for the kids at Storybook. For us, it starts inside in the heart, building that confidence and the self-esteem and helping kids believe in themselves. And I know that when you have a team of people and, and a support system behind you in this community that is telling you in all different ways, you can do it and we believe in you and you're important and you're valuable and you're precious, then that translates into kids saying, you know what, I believe that and I can do it. And they are overcoming lots of obstacles and hurdles and hardships, just like you said. But as you know, the beauty of the horse is that the um, the playground is leveled when you have the horse. They omit so many of the challenges that the kids are facing, whether it's, you know, developmental and cognitive or whether it's a physical problem or an emotional pain you know, horses just have this way of making these connections and they're talking to us all the time. They just don't do it with words, which is beautiful for kids because a lot of times kids have trouble expressing themselves. 
I love that. You know, there's so many similarities there. And, you know, whether it's a child that's dealing with adversity or a child that has a quote unquote more, um, you know, what we would think of as more of a normal experience um, or whether it's an adult. I mean, horses really are absolute magic and they do say a lot if we care enough to listen, you know, to how they're trying to say it. Um, and what you do for these kids is just, it's, it's astounding in all of the best ways. I mean, it blows me away. And the programs at Storybook Farm are incredible, but the farm itself is a stunner and a half. I mean, it's gorgeous. And this, this is a place anyone would love to spend their time, but it's been designed thoughtfully to really suit the needs of the kids that visit. So talk to me about the farm and kind of paint that picture for us of what it looks like um, at Storybook Farm. Well, hopefully it looks like a storybook and a dream. Um, this is the third barn that I've had the pleasure of building, which is great. As our program has continued to grow through the years, we've outgrown our space and the horse's space. And so we have, I think, improved it each time. You know, when you drive up the driveway to Storybook, it's a windy, curvy little driveway. And I've had so many parents tell me as soon as they get on the driveway, the world just kind of melts away and the problems melt away and there's a peace that they feel when they get on property. Uh, it's a 51 acre farm with um, about 30 acres dedicated to the horse and about 25 acres or so that's been positioned and fashioned so that kids are in nature um, with our dogs and, and also with our horses. So it's it's a lots of paddocks and um, a beautiful 17,000 square foot um, horse barn that we call the Papa Bear Horse Center. Everything at Storybook is named after places in literature and all the animals are named after characters in literature, which immediately resonates with the kids because they know Corduroy, the little bear that lost his button. They know Tom Sawyer. They know Baloo. They know all of these names and they have read the books of Anne of Green Gables and they have um, experienced uh, C.S. Lewis with Narnia. And so we have a built-in kind of story feel to the farm. And then we just continue to capitalize on it. Um, all of our miniature horses that are part of our short stories program um, are named after characters in Peter Pan. And so it's, you know, you have Tinkerbell and Tiger Lily and Wendy and Mr. Smee and Captain Hook. And so it it really brings, I think, kids and relates on a level that they can understand um, and so when you come into the barn, we also have some learning labs. Um, they're kind of code for classrooms, but we certainly don't call it that. Though everything that we do at Storybook is undergirded in education. So one of my favorite rooms is Ribsy's reading room, and it's named after Ribsy, the dog in Beverly Cleary's um, series of books. And, you know, he's just son of a, like, all-over-the-place dog. And uh, our library... Um, also doubles in the air. Oh, Ribsy, you have a book. I have a copy of Ribsy literally sitting. This is not planned, Dina, literally sitting on my desk because it's one of my kids' favorites. And this is their grandfather's copy of Ribsy. And so trust me, I, I we know it well. We could not have planned that. We could not have planned that better. It's literally sitting on my desk. We were reading it last night. Isn't it the greatest book? Oh, yeah. my God. The greatest book. So uh, we have a whole room that's full of Ribsy. Uh, and it's our library. And so we um, have a lending library. So kids check out books, literature, and, and literacy is a, a big component of what we do at Storybook. So kids are reading and they're learning and they're growing. And they're also 
reading aloud to our dogs in this area and doing STEM activities with the dogs. So a lot of science and, and uh, math and those types of things. But watching a watching a a child sit down on the ground with a favorite book and start reading out loud to one of our dogs is just beautiful because I think that builds the confidence so many kids have um, of difficulty getting up in front of peers or teachers or you know even in a in a bigger setting and, and having the confidence to read and you know dogs don't care if you stumble over words or it takes you a minute to get the 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 thought out and 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 all of that and and they just as the days go on and the more they read and they dive into these books it everything kind of comes alive and the dogs are such a great facilitator so not only you know for us for platinum the beauty is not only are your products um used for all of our horses but we also use your canine products with our dogs and so it's just a great blend platinum just seems to walk alongside us in so many areas um, of the farm. And then we have other, uh, other areas. We have, um, the wardrobe is our tack room from, uh, Narnia and C.S. Lewis. So all of our saddles and bridles and all the equipment that we use and teach the kids with are in there. And, uh, the other fun area is, um, Willy Wonka's Fantabulous Feed Factory. And in that room is, of course, all your platinum products and, um, also our feed and, uh, other, grooming tools and things like that. So the kids are really learning about nutrition in that area and they're learning how important what we put in our bodies is and the intentionality that we put behind what the horses are eating. We translate that to what the kids are eating and um, they have their hands all over your platinum stuff. They're in there digging <laughs> digging around, feeling all the different things and smelling it. And um, there's a product of yours that smells a lot like licorice. And they really, really love that one. And we've had kids like eating the horse feed and all kinds of stuff. It's that's so that's how our human line started, Dina, as people were eating the horse feed. So that's how our that's how our human line started in the beginning. <laughs> there you go. Um, I love that. And I also feel like uh, so many of us um, across the country will now be walking into our feed rooms being like, why don't I have a sign that says Wonka's Fantabulous Feed Factory? I mean, come on. <laughs> I think we need to fun up our barns. Um, I think that's amazing. And, you know, what all of these classic classic kids' books do is they're an escape, right? They're an adventure and they're freedom. And um, I feel like that's what these kids find at your farm in in every way. So I think it's just such a special thing. And you you have all of these really neat programs that you do that integrate the animals and the reading. And you did touch on them a little bit. But, um, you know, tell us a little bit more about the programs because they span from your miniature horses and miniature donkeys to your dogs to the horses to gardening um to reading like you said um and talk to me about about those programs and kind of what you see with these kids coming through the programs well you know when i started storybook 21 years ago it was all horse and it was started with three children um way back when and you know we've grown now to serving about 3,200 children a year. So the growth is just exponential and, and incredibly dynamic. And within that, I realized how much deeper we could dive. And that's that's really what Storybook is about. It's not about us necessarily increasing our numbers and reaching more kids. We want to do that because there's so many children on our waiting list. 
but we also want to dive deeper into our programming. And so when we built our Papa Bear Horse Center a few years ago, we're able to do that and to expand our, our program. So when we went from more horseback riding, we now have three programs that center around the horse because the horse can teach us so many things about ourselves. It, you know, the horse is able to show us, you know, our insecurities that horses are able to build the confidence that we need to, for these children, particularly to, to be able to face the challenges that they have ahead. You know, we, we can't go back and change the beginning, but we can start right now and change their ending and we can make those futures brighter. And so with the three programs with, with the horses, we have our hope on horseback, which was our original program. We have the short stories that I mentioned earlier that are with our miniature herd you know, the miniature horses sort of take away the intimidation factor that can be um, found in the larger, you know, big warm bloods and in the bigger thoroughbred horses that we have. These little guys are not as tall as your dining room table and they're adorable. And so the kids can learn how horses communicate and work around and with them and feel more capable and more competent. And then the third uh, program that we have with the horses is um, is an unmounted program. And so we call that horse sense um, in the true sense of the word sense. Um, it's really undergirding the beauty of horses building kids from the inside. And so they're learning how horses communicate, what they eat, veterinary care, anything that you can do with and around horses that does not include horseback riding. And horses can teach us so much from the ground. And having a child become capable and confident working with a horse on the ground makes them even more comfortable and competent while they're riding and gives them more independence. And, you know, when the kids are riding, the horse's legs become their own. They, they're they not a child that has ambulatory issues anymore. They're just a kid like any other kid riding a horse. And to be able to do that and to do the relay races or to shoot hoops you know, into our basketball goal from the back of a horse, you know, ordinary things that kids during do during childhood, a lot of these kids miss that. And the horse gives them that opportunity. So those three programs are are, are great. Um, we call our canine program storybook tales, like, you know, T-A-I-L-S. And that is just remarkable. You know, for many of our kids, they don't have pets in their home. I grew up with dogs, cats, horses, everything. So it's kind of foreign to me and to my family not to have animals all around. Right now I have three dogs sitting here with me. But for many kids, they just don't have access to to having daily interactions. And dogs, again, just like horses, have the ability to communicate with us and to help us feel that unconditional love and acceptance. And so in storybook tales, kids are doing you know, science projects. They're learning why is this dog right-handed or right-pawed or left-pawed? You know, why do they like this scent over another scent? And it's really, um, you know, I feel like a lot of times I describe storybook as a large petri dish. You know, we're just immersed in science everywhere we turn. And I think that's so important for us to be able to continue to enhance the fundamental things that kids are learning in school and to come in for kids that maybe don't have access to the best home environment to be able to undergird those types of activities. And then we have our 
nature-based programming. We have two gardens. One is the secret garden, and the other is our rainbow garden, which is um, Dorothy's rainbow garden from the Wizard of Oz. So it's um, perennial plants in that um, garden. So kids are literally walking through a rainbow. All the garden is designed to bloom at different times of the year in different colors segments, which is neat. And then our secret garden is mostly um, tactile. And so there's a lot of herbs and then seasonal vegetables and fruit trees in that garden. And then we have our nature trail that we call the 100 Acre Wood. Um, it is basically a giant pine tree forest that we have a story walk on. So kids are literally reading um, books out there, particularly uh, Winnie the Pooh, while they're walking the miniature horses or they have the dogs as companions. And they have um, lots of activity stations. And we also have our Flat Stanley Discovery Trail out there. And that trail kind of centers around our dog park, um, the Fox and the Hound Playground, and which is really neat. So the kids are out there with the dogs um, exploring nature and, and learning from the beautiful world that God's created. Uh, well, it's amazing. And it's dreamy from start to finish. And Every child deserves happiness and they deserve a loving home and not all of them get it. However, um, thank goodness that there's places like Storybook Farm who are there to support them and make them know that there's people behind them and give them a little bit of joy and an escape, which I think is just amazing. Um, so tell me a little bit about the type of children visiting the farm. You know, you have uh, you and I have talked about how there's there's school children that visit, you know, on field trips to get to see this from from the area, um, a lot of them. Um, but then there's there's the the students and the the kids that visit the farm that really need your services. So tell me about these kids and some of the things that they struggle with, and some of the um, the blossoming that you get to see go on, uh, courtesy of your staff and the horses and the dogs and your programs. Well. Thousands of children, you know, have childhoods that are lost to to pain and to anxiety and sadness and depression and fear, sort of a general hopelessness. And many of the kids that we are serving are struggling in school and they're struggling with relationships. And that is incredibly defining. And many are sitting at home, they're insecure and they're lonely. As I mentioned before, they Many just don't have close friends that they can confide in or pets that they can confide in. And some of these kids are, as you mentioned, coming from broken homes or they have abusive parents or they have a physical disability or a cognitive disorder or they're just dealing with extreme anxiety. And one of the things that I've noticed is there's nothing singular. Everything seems to kind of intertwine and so if a child is dealing with emotional problems at home, it's, it's affecting what happens to them in school, and it affects their ability to and their how they feel about themselves on the inside. And you know, as you get older, you become so much more aware of what other people think about you and what other people are saying about you, and you become probably more and more self-conscious. And for kids that we're serving, they become more and more withdrawn. And that is a sad sight to see because kids should be full of joy and hope and happiness and, and exuberance and, you know, just eager to learn and eager to be in an environment. And like Storybook, and for some of our kids, they, they come to us and they're so closed off 
And the way that they open up is through these animals. And, you know, what to me is the most tragic and sad part of all of this is that that we know that an unhealthy childhood can shape an adult life forever. And so if if Storybook wasn't here and we didn't do these things that we do with the kids, then I feel like their adulthoods can be riddled with the same problems that they're facing as as children. And there's got to be something in, in and opportunities that come in and, and break that cycle. And so at Storybook, you know, we believe every child from every walk of life deserves to have this opportunity to thrive and to succeed and to experience the joy of childhood and one that's filled with hope and one that's filled with possibility. And so to do that, we've built these specialized high-impact programs that we mentioned earlier, and they're creating these safe and fun learning environments for kids to be empowered and to grow and to mature and to begin to succeed in life with more emotional stability than they had before they started coming to Storybook. And, you know, when they're here, they're learning about how to care for dogs and and horses, and they're learning about the flowers and the fruit and the plants and the trees. But even more important, all of this they're learning is the math skills and the science skills and the reading skills. And, and with that, being with the horses, they're learning patience and teamwork and they're learning responsibility. And overall, just their communication gets better and they begin to open up and to blossom. And I cannot tell you how many children and how many times this story or this scenario has been repeated to me. I've either watched it happen and unfold or I've had a parent tell me, you know, we've had kids that were afraid of the horses or didn't want to put on a helmet or didn't even really speak and engage with their volunteers. We have these great college kids from Auburn University that come out and donate and dedicate their time and their talents and their passions and invested in these children. And we'll have over time, just the kids start to come out of their shell and and now they're jumping out of the car to go see their volunteers and they're high-fiving them and they're laughing and they're smiling and they're going up to see their horse and they're getting the helmet on as quick as possible and they're getting on the horses and they just have what you hope every child has and that is just unabashed innocence. And that's what I see at Storybook. We're able to kind of recapture that and have kids be just kids without cerebral palsy, without muscular dystrophy, without autism, without the loss of their mom or their dad or their sister's cancer diagnosis or or whatever it is, their own cancer diagnosis. They can just be a child. And with that, I think, comes the freedom to embrace the good and carry that into adulthood. Oh my gosh, Dina, um, how do you ever not have a great day at work? I mean, knowing that that's the kind of impact that you make. And I love that your volunteers are from Auburn University. I mean, I'm sure it does just as much, if not more, for them, you know, in shaping uh, how they want to have a giving heart throughout their lives, you know, and and what a gift to be able to contribute uh, to giving these kids this joy. And, you know, it, it's amazing. So do, they, do the kids, I'm sitting here thinking about this when you're, when you're describing it, do the kids come once? Do they come repeatedly? How does that typically work with the kids that visit the farm? Oh, yes, repeatedly. Um, we're in it for the long haul. And we know that the impact Storybook has is long lasting. We just need more time and more opportunities to pour this love and, and hope into their hearts. 
So kids can be with us as long as they want to. There's absolutely no charge for our programs. It's all provided for free uh, because of incredibly generous donors um, and supporters that we have to be able to provide this beautiful setting and these wonderful horses and the, the care that all of that needs um, to have happen. And then we have an extremely robust volunteer base um, that our Auburn University College students mainly, we're about 15, 20 minutes from Auburn's campus. And uh, that puts at our fingertips, you know, hundreds and thousands of, of, of kids who are eager to be involved in their community and to give back. And I think what Storybook does for them is it it gives their gifts a purpose. And that's something that I I preach at them the whole time that they're here is, you know, you've got gifts on purpose and they have a purpose and you need to use them. And that's where you're really going to find your joy and fulfillment as an individual, as a, as a human, um, is in giving that away. So the kids are here for many years sometimes. Sometimes it's, a, it's more of a... Um, severe situation that's extremely traumatic that the kids can learn to deal with over time. Um, but we welcome anybody and everybody um, to Storybook because I I think the the horses, just their nature, they can meet children at their point of need, regardless of what that looks like and regardless of the duration of time. So many kids have been with me for, for gosh, plus, 10 plus years, which is, it's neat to, to watch them grow up and to watch them achieve. And so many kids kind of count the days by what day it is that they come to Storybook. And because of the university being here, we're able to operate um, 12 months of the year, which is wonderful. So we have a waiting list for not only participants, but also for volunteers as well. That's so neat. And honestly, I mean, that time duration that you're able to have them there, I mean, what a way to communicate that they've got people behind them that are consistent, you know, and that are going to be there no matter what. And I, I think that's great as they meet these amazing people and these horses and they're a constant in their lives, which um, I would imagine is is also a major gift. Um, so I want to I want to talk for a minute about some of the stars of the show, and that's the horses or the buddies, as I've heard a lot of these kids call them. Um, so introduce us to the buddies a bit and and kind of give us a glimpse of the horses that you've got on the farm. Um, and what they contribute. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they are a handful for sure. We currently have 16 horses as part of our program. Uh, they range in size from a, uh, you know, 17 to warm blood all the way down to uh, Tiger Lily, who stands about 28 and a half inches tall. So quite the, quite the range. A strapping uh, 28 and a half inches tall. Absolutely. <laughs> she, you know, she's every bit that tall. Um, for sure. So we, my first pony that um, I got when I started Storybook, or actually six or eight months before I even started it, um, his name is Tom Sawyer. And he's a little Shetland pony that came from North Georgia, where I was raised in Atlanta, and had still had some connections with some different farms up that way. I was a hunter jumper rider when I was growing up. And I reached out and said, hey, I, I need a couple of ponies. And my, my girls or my two daughters were young at the time. And I wanted to introduce them to to horses. And I went up and I met Tom Sawyer, whose name was Snickers um, at the time. And uh, Snickers was living in a backyard of this with this little little family. And there was a little boy. He was probably about eight years old. And I go and meet him. And he's um, just kind of standing there, not doing too much. And the dad opens up this trailer, horse trailer, 
and it was not a ramp. It was a step up. And Tom is um, 10 hands tall. So he's a strapping, you know, what, 40 inches tall. And it was positioned a little bit up a hill, this trailer. So the dad said, you know, this is kind of like a trick pony. This pony does anything. And I said, oh, okay. I'm wondering exactly what trick. I didn't really need any tricks. I just needed a, a safe kid's pony. Tom was about four or five years old. So he was always a, he was already a little younger than I had wanted. You know, I kind of was looking for the seasoned pony. So this pony, uh, the little boy gets this lead rope and halter, puts it on Tom, and proceeds to jump the little boy up into the trailer. And he's a pretty small boy, so it's kind of a tall jump. And in my mind, I'm thinking, what what are they doing? What are they about to do? And the next thing I know, from a dead standstill, Tom Sawyer Snickers jumps into this trailer behind this little boy the boy ends up the safety mom and me is is having a complete utter come apart as you can imagine the boy no helmet no bridle no nothing in the back of this horse trailer like a two-horse horse trailer proceeds to get on tom sawyer jump out of the trailer on tom sawyer and land on the ground still on tom sawyer and canter off and I said, okay, well, I'll so take him. <laughs> I'll take him. And that was my first introduction to Tom Sawyer, uh, Snickers. And uh, at that point, I had Tom Sawyer. I also had another little uh, horse that I had found on that same trip, um, whose name was um, Willie Wonka. And so Storybook almost became not Storybook Farm. I was going to name it, um, oh, goodness, after Candy. So it was all going to be like a candy land instead of a storybook because I had Snickers and Willy Wonka were the first two horses that I had. Um, and then I got to thinking, how many horses am I going to have? I could run out of types of candy. And that's when I took the Willy Wonka and thought, oh, storybook, that's what I'll do instead. So it was almost candy land instead of storybook farm. But I, I think uh, you went the right direction. I think all kids would be out there craving, craving candy all day long if you went the right direction. Right. <laughs> so Tom Sawyer um, is still with us, our our foundational pony, as I like to call him. Uh, we also have Jiminy Cricket, uh, who's a nine hand little little guy, and um, Baloo. We have Sebastian from um, the Little Mermaid. We have Friar Tuck. Um, I'm trying to think of the rest of our our names. Um, we have, of course, Prince Charming. Um, he's the beautiful Bay Warblood. Uh, we have Winnie the Pooh, Babar, who's the king of the king of the elephants, and uh, Figaro, and Flat Stanley. So we hit all different ages and ranges of literature, all the way up to Pulitzer Prize winning literature, because we have a Boo Radley, um, and we have uh, had an Atticus Finch. He's no longer a part of Storybook, um, but he. Uh, has made his his place there. So we go from basically board books to Pulitzer Prize winning novels at Storybook. And the literary uh, A to B there. Good, good, good on you, Dana. Dina, that's awesome. Um, so, you know, interesting fact, we got to meet Dina through Dr. Reed Hansen, another good friend and a longtime and very talented surgeon at Auburn University's Veterinary School. And we love Dr. Hansen. Um, and I just got to see him uh, this past week. And he is a, a fierce advocate for Storybook Farm. And that leads me to your veterinarians. 
because without them, you know, these are these are also an integral part of your team. Without them, these horses or these children's buddies wouldn't be able to do their their really important jobs. Tell me about your veterinarians and the role they play. Gracious. Um, I think God knew exactly where to plant me from Auburn, uh, from Atlanta to Auburn, because I cannot imagine doing this program without the support of um, the College of Veterinary Medicine at Auburn University. They have been partners from day one that I started storybooking. In fact, when I was growing up, my trainer used Auburn's vet school um, as our as our veterinary hospital. So I've actually had horses and ponies um, at Auburn since I was about eight years old, which is kind of crazy um, that it comes full circle like this. So my exposure to the vet school started at a really young age. And then when I started Storybook, I, I met with the uh, hospital director um, when I got it going and they said, we love what you're doing and we think this is so needed in our community and we're here to help you. So so many great friendships have been made at the university. Um, they are always available. They're, they're available to come to the farm. We have ambulatory services. I take horses into the clinic all the time with surgery and in the medicine. Clinicians there are absolutely fantastic. In fact, Tinkerbell is there right now. Um, and I, uh, I receive, um, you know, I guess when I think about the importance, there's without the horse, there's no storybook farm. There's no hope and healing and, and enriching these children's lives. So everything is revolving around the health and well-being of these horses. And I'm sure everyone listening knows that's no small or inexpensive endeavor. And having their expertise, um, having the opportunity to be able to teach their fourth-year students come and wear a site for them to learn with our horses and having these very calm, very approachable horses to, for kids um, in vet school students to be able to practice and learn about the horse and also to open up their minds to, you know, there there's other great things that horses can do and contribute. It's not all just about showing or just about, um, you know, working animals. These kids are, are here um, impacting lives. So there's no way I could I could do this without the university. And, you know, having that 20 minutes away from me is unbelievable. You know, I'm not driving three hours with a colicking horse. I'm driving 20 minutes. And that's a game changer, uh, particularly having as many animals as we have here. And, and, you know, they can assess problems and they can, they can be, they can put me on a path that, helps me eliminate a lot of circumstances that could come up because a lot of these horses are older. So we're, we're dealing with a lot of geriatric horses and, you know, horses are living longer and longer. And because of products like platinum for it, or in my opinion, are huge because if we didn't have that partnership with you, I think a lot of their care could fall through the cracks. A lot of their nutritional um, needs could fall through the cracks. And in spite of, of us doing everything we can without partners like you and without partners like the vet school, you know, it would be a lot, lot more difficult on, on me. Well, you are the one out front, you and your volunteers creating this amazing experience for children that, that need it and that thrive with it. And I mean, what, uh, what a gift to us to be a, a very small part of, of supporting you all, but um, it's something that we treasure and that we're very proud of. And, 
you know, one of the things that I love about the farm is that you're impacting, like you said, you're impacting thousands of kids every year and their families pay absolutely nothing for them to participate. These are a lot of families that have enough hardships going on. And this is a worry that you take off of their minds, which is incredible. Um, and these families, you know, they're already handling a lot. This farm is such a welcome, happy escape for these kids um, and their families also. And their families get to see them thrive out there. And I'm sure it takes a lot of ingenuity um, and relationships and effort to keep that cost at zero for each child. And you do a lot of, of really neat things throughout the year. Your Kentucky Derby Day is famous. It's not only a fundraiser, but it's just a memorable, um, amazing day for everybody that goes. And it's huge, by the way. Um, but tell me, uh, tell me about that importance of keeping that cost at zero, because like you said, it is an expensive type of thing to, um, to run. Where can our listeners go to learn more about the program and to support you? Well, you're exactly right, um, Jesse. If we charge for our program, I suspect 90 to 95% of our participants could not participate. You know, there's just not the bandwidth for most of these families to add another cost into their lives. It's expensive to have children that have needs, and it's, it's expensive to have just daily life. And when you add in all of these extra factors and, and an occupational therapist or a physical therapist or a, a speech pathologist or, you know, a counselor or psychiatry or, and all of the things that, that come about, um, when you're dealing with children that have so many things on their plate for us to be able to provide this at no cost was something when I started it, that I was un, unmovable. It's an unmovable, um, principle that we hold at Storybook, we will never charge for this program because it's it needs to be a respite. These families have enough to deal with, and they don't need to deal with one more thing. So, partnerships with Platinum and partnerships with the vet school, keeping our veterinary costs low um, with our feed store and with other people that can come on board and and help us cut some costs is is great. But it you know, nonetheless, is an expensive endeavor to keep this place going and to keep it looking like a storybook. You know, it's when when someone drives in the driveway and when these families come here, it, it needs to be a, a haven of of hope and of peace. And to do that takes a lot of resources. So we do hold our Kentucky Derby party on Derby Saturday, and it's a unbelievable pageantry of hats and dapper dans and fun and festivities and music and food and unbelievable drinks and specialty things that go on there at the farm to create this kind of, we try to replicate kind of Churchill Downs in a much smaller way. We're the largest um, Kentucky Derby party in the state of Alabama, which is fantastic with about 800 guests. Um, I'm not sure if we are maybe one of two in Alabama, but nonetheless, we have the claim to fame for that. Um, but it's really an opportunity for us to showcase the farm and the work that we're doing that's so important here. The farm is not open to the general public, so people can come and take tours, but not just come and have events out here. We don't rent um, the facility for weddings or corporate events. So coming onto the property is a really special opportunity for people in our area in Atlanta and surrounding communities to be able to come and experience. And there's nothing like watching the Kentucky Derby with all of the excitement and pageantry and just electricness of that event in the middle of an equestrian environment. 
So while you're watching the Derby on this giant screen, you can glance over to your left and see Mr. Smee grazing in the paddock, and you can see <laughs> Corduroy out there trotting around, and that just brings its own unique, um, I think, culture and excitement to the event. So it's a it's a great time. We would love all your listeners to to come and and experience that, um, learn a lot about the purpose um, and the mission behind and the lives that are changed um, during that event. And you're eating a lot of great food. Auburn is known for its culinary wares, and uh, it's it's a lot of great restaurants and and uh, chefs that partner with us to to provide an unforgettable experience. And uh, we also are running our Bright Futures campaign right now, and that is um, a three-year-long campaign that is the most exciting thing that we've really undertaken in my 21-year history at Storybook. It is a um, three-year, $3.7 million campaign to raise funds for us to be able to um, build capacity so even more children can experience Storybook. And um, because of this campaign, you know, we're going to be able to um, expand our field trips to serve even more underprivileged kids and expand our programs to handle additional kids and, and provide that specialized care for children that have special needs. And and by the science books and the educational materials that we need um, for the kids to be able to grow and, and to learn. So it's really exciting time at Storybook. We um, have big dreams. I have big visions uh, for the farm and where it's going in the future. And you know, I'd love to be serving 4,000 kids here a year. And I, I know we can do that. We'll have to uh, add a few more of our equine volunteers uh, to that list. Um, and I know with partners like Platinum, we're going to be able to do that because, you know, without you guys, we would, um, I think, really uh, struggle. I think we would have um, a lot less exposure. I mean, being able to to come on this podcast is is great. I mean, it's something that will really enlighten, I hope, a lot of horse owners and a lot of um, people in this industry to the power of the horse. It, it just is, it's limitless how horses can change and impact your life. And I think too often people really underestimate the power of touch and the power of of a listening ear and, and these small acts of caring and kindness, um, because I think it has all of those things have the potential to turn a life around. And that's what we see and what we do every day at Storybook. Isn't that the truth? And Dina, you have managed, as you always do, to melt my holiday heart. And I'm sure uh, those of everyone listening, um, this program is magic. Like we said, pure and simple. Um, it really is like stepping into a storybook and our hats are off to you, ma'am. You know, my friend, you are amazing. And your constant vision and your dedication to these kids is um, admirable to say the least. Uh, they are amazing. And what you're able to accomplish together with them really does change each of their lives. Uh, and you're you're the bringers of joy, Dina and, and Storybook Farm, um, you know, all of your volunteers. And we just can't wait to see what's next for you all. So thank you uh, for being here and for talking with me and for allowing our listeners the opportunity to get a glimpse inside of Storybook. Um, and, you know, you get to live in that every day. Uh, on behalf of these kids. So um, we really appreciate you being here with us. Gosh, well, I can't thank you enough. It was a pleasure, a definite pleasure. And again, we're so appreciative of all the support and uh, partnership that Platinum gives to us every year. Well, thank you, my friend. And, and thank you to all those joining us. 
I'm Jesse Bangoa, and I will see you on the next episode of It Starts Within podcast. So take care, all. Thank you for being here. Bye-bye.